Welcome to the House of Mayors. I mean, this might be a podcast. This is a special episode about John Linnell's solo EP, House of Mayors, as I like to write it. House of Mayors. This is a special Patreon episode, and you are hearing a free portion right now. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I am here with returning guest, veteran guest of the show, Dana Williamson. And new guest of the show, Lydia Siksinski. Welcome, ladies. Hey. <laughs> Glad to be here. Party <laughs> over here. It's like a mayoral election night party over here, which I'm sure are very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Balloon drop. With half the scandals. Mm. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll try yeah. not to get ourselves in hot water with this episode. <laughs> Did you hear what they said on this might be a podcast yesterday? <laughs> People will cancel hashtag cancel this might be a podcast. <laughs> okay, well we, we are going to be laying down some political opinions, but mostly we're here to talk about music. But we got to mention these mayors on uh, the August 1996 Hello CD of the Month Club. John Linnell's House of Mayors, first incorrectly printed as Hall of Mayors, uh, which there's a nice uh, JPEG of that on the wiki page. Uh, this was John Linnell's second solo EP after the State Songs EP, which of course came before State Songs LP in 99. So sandwiched in the middle is the House of Mayors. And uh I'm trying to remember exactly because my memory is horrible. I know that uh, Lydia had said something in the Miscellaneous Tea Facebook group. You'd said something about House of Mayors, but the details had completely escaped me. And I hit you up not long after being like, I'm thinking of doing an episode on that. Do you have any recollection of what I'm talking about? I mean, I know that you responded to a comment that I had made and reached out to me after that, but I couldn't tell you i think i had made a comment about the title song which we'll get to it but i'm very excited about it it's one of my favorite tracks he's ever written so. oh wow ever written okay <laughs> and dana i knew you were uh familiar with the ep because i had heard you cover processional number three off of this here ep yeah well, first, let, let's see. So, Dana, you and I are roughly the same age. Lydia, can I ask how old you are? Uh, I recently turned 31. 30. Oh, 31. You like a little baby over baby. here. I'm hitting. Well, baby. I'm hitting 40 this year. Um, nice. Yikes. And <laughs> too old to yikes. rock and roll. I need to quit all my bands -uh. the day I hit 40. Uh, um no, please don't do that. <laughs> it's like, here's your walker and your Betty Gay. Exactly. So, so yeah, I wanted to know when uh, when you first heard the House of Mayors EP, because honestly, for me, it was not that long ago, because back in the 90s, I was not a member of the Hello CD a Month Club. Uh, I didn't get them until much, much later. I mean, I didn't get a physical copy until Matt Flood of uh, Asbestos Records, he, he came across... Uh, uh, he came into a whole bunch of these Hello CD of the Month clubs, um, and I bought five of them from him. Uh, both of the Monopuff ones, the Steve Calhoun years and the Hal Craigan years, the State Songs EP, This House of Mayors, and then the um, 
the Nelleries because uh, Noah Daniels had been on an episode and talked about that awesome Japanese uh, girl group with the accordion and all this, and they're, and they're pretty awesome. But so I got those five not that long ago. But honestly, I don't know if I'd heard House of Mayors until, I mean, it definitely wasn't until the 2000 might not have been until youtube was invented and it ended up there i don't know about youtube but dana when did you first become familiar with uh house of mayors somebody in the group shortly before i did my processional three somebody in the group had done processional three and i can't remember who it was i'm so sorry oh shit was it the was it but then i just is there a cover out there that i didn't find because i only linked to that one other one besides yours is there another cover out there if it only exists in Facebook video form, then I'll never YouTube. find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember who it was, and I feel really bad. And I think it was accordion. It was either accordion or piano. Mm. Oh, well. But anyway, it was really good. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's going to sound really great on the violin. And so I eared it out. And um, yeah. So was it before um, you'd even heard John Linnell's original, you'd heard someone else cover it? Is that how you first became aware of House of Mayors? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. How about you, Lydia? Yeah, because I wasn't a uh, fan when the hello... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You're going on, <laughs> what, like three or four years as a fan, right? Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Veteran over here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a fan when this thing came out, but I mean, the internet in 96 was a much different beast. I mean, I could have found out about it, but I think at that time, yeah, I would have been in high school... I don't know. We still had dial-up at the time. I wasn't just like always just like lurking that they might be giant corners of the internet, which weren't as there weren't as many corners of the internet back then. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't pinpoint exactly when I would have heard it, but it probably was not until the mid aughts. Uh, Lydia, when did you hear about uh, House of Mayors? Yeah, it's about like the same same time. Obviously, in nineteen ninety six. I knew who they might be giants were, but I, I wasn't like part of, you know, the hello, you know, recording club, obviously. But, uh, I, I mean, I saw on the wiki that apparently I had made some comments on one of the songs back in like 2007. So I was at least aware of the EP, uh, in the mid two thousands. And another fan sent me a record. It sent me like the EP in digital format. So mm-hmm. I don't remember what prompted it or why she sent it to me. I think it's because she knew I was a big, you know, fan of They Might Be Giants and John Linnell's solo work. So yeah, that's how I heard it for the first time. Okay, yeah, it's definitely uh, some of the deepest Linnell cuts at this point because um, it is it is up on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. not officially. It's not on the Particleman channel. I don't think. At least that that's not where I was right. was seeing it. No, it's just some random dude. Yeah, Gary D. <laughs> My name's Gary D, yeah, and I'm here to say yeah, yeah. I love John Linnell in a major way. Shout and- out to Gary D. <laughs> Gary D. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling loopy tonight. It's all good. When the wife's away, Greg will yeah. play. Play John Linnell solo EPs. Uh-oh. And um, she's off playing. Yeah, she's <laughs> playing tennis. I don't think it's on Spotify either. No, it's not. Yeah. 
what's what's the dealio like youtube is it yeah so this is like as far as like a linnell release goes this and i mean the state songs ep but then you had the the lp is is available widely um so yeah i mean youtube is the only place to listen to this and i mean that's you know it's it's available there but like officially it's almost like scrubbed (laughs) from you know yeah you can't buy it or stream it from them. It's wait, hold on. It's not on their Bandcamp, is it? I doubt it, but I'm gonna go I take a look. They, yeah. they do. As of I don't as of not that long ago, I don't think. But um yeah, I actually just finally got myself some uh MP threes of Long Tall Weekend. I'm like, I might as well pay the band for this thing I've listened to a million times anyway. because uh, I didn't get it from e music back in the day. <laughs> uh scrolling, scrolling. No, none of their Hello CD of the Month Club stuff is on here. I mean, it's got state songs on their band camp and the two Monopuff uh, LPs. Oh, and they put one of Danny Weinkoff's albums on there, too. That was nice of them. So, yeah, it's uh, deep cuts here. It's for the true fans, like us. <laughs> the, the real thing might be science hipsters. Exactly. Yeah. I found a Linnell song today I didn't know existed. What's that? It just auto played after House of Mayors. It's called, I wrote it down, The Second Longest Night. The Second Longest Night. Oh, I have that. Wait. I like that one. That was the one that uh, I think Jonathan Lethem did the lyrics for that one. And yeah. Yeah. Said it's music. It's a great track. Huh. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I just thought, oh, what? I've never seen this. I've never heard this. And it just had started playing. And I was like, oh, and it was great. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I'll need to check this out. It's what the, yeah, the promiscuous songs project that Jonathan Latham did. Huh. Yeah. These song lyrics are free for songwriters, musicians, and bands to use. So then Linnell took one and made that song okay i'll have to go check that out when we're done here but yeah man i mean this band it has literally hundreds of deep cuts but as far as one that did actually come out on a cd the cd's out of print they haven't put it up on streaming you know it's one thing for like oh this was just on dial a song and never made it onto something you know that's a deep deep cut but for something to get released and then just kind of well cds are gone it's fall out gone. Of- yeah. yeah. Fell out of print. I mean, put it on streaming. I don't know. I mean, come on. You guys could at least be making some pennies off streaming instead of <laughs> instead of John D, you know. But bless you, John D, for putting it up there. Uh, <laughs> Gary D. <laughs> oh, Gary yeah, Gary D. D. So, oh, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I just assume everyone that's associated with this band is named John because that's kind of what it's like at this yeah, point, it's fair. you know. John or Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you've got like J.D. Feinberg, their first uh, live drummer. His name's John. Cornmo uh, was on. His real name's John. I mean, it's, there's just like so many Johns. I've had John Darnell on the show. I've had other, you know, there's just so many Johns. Uh, but I think it's time to talk Does about. Does Jonathan Colton count as a John? There's another John. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's time to stop talking about Johns and start talking about Fernando's. Fernando Wood, (laughs) who the preamble, the first track on House of Mayors, preamble, colon, Fernando Wood. 
in view of our desire for freedom from the persistent meddling by state officials in city affairs, in particular the harassment of our citizens and our municipal police by the so-called Metropolitan Police, I, Fernando Wood, hereby declare our city a free and independent state to be named Tri-Insula. If President Lincoln considers this an act of war, then the state of Tri-Insula shall declare war upon the United States of America to claim her independence. No longer must our children be called upon to crush the legitimate struggles of other disaffected peoples, striving for their own independence from the forces of tyranny. Uh, should we learn just a little bit about Fernando Wood? Of course. Seems like a real dick. I Yeah, he sucks. I wrote... Yeah, this is my note for that. I said, supported Confederacy. Uh-huh. What an asshat. Yep. And that was all I put. Yes. So he yeah. was a member of the <laughs> uh, Democratic Party, which we must remember at the time the... The uh, the Democrats were the right-leaning party at the time, and they flippy-floppy later. That's why I love when Republicans are like, well, Lincoln was a Republican. It's like, oh, my God, do you not understand what how this happened over the course of history? They flippy-flopped. Uh, I don't know how that all eventually happened. I couldn't tell you details. But, yeah, Fernando Wood was a northerner uh, who was pro-slavery uh, because... He wanted that cotton money. The whole preamble is uh, Linnell doing, uh, I guess, what he would imagine Fernando would sound like, uh, doing this speech about wanting to basically secede from uh, the state of New York to become a, uh, a it, their own country called Triinsula, <laughs> which, which was, uh, let's see, it was... It was the islands over there yes it was manhattan long island and staten island and because he wanted to uh keep that money and uh probably kickbacks coming from southern cotton and so he he pitched this you know he made his push for this and was basically turned down um it was right before the civil war so like a lot of stuff was happening and people were just like no we're not letting you do that and so Manhattan did not secede from the Union, uh, and there's a lot of other stuff going on uh, at that time. He wanted to call it the Free City of Triinsula, which honestly is a pretty shitty name for uh, uh, a country, right? Or I guess a city-state. But Triinsula? Yeah. I don't know. Not feeling it, dude. <laughs> not, no, not feeling it. Mm-mm. But yeah, basically this dude, uh, he, he, I mean, Linnell likes, and the they might be giants in general, like songs about historically shitty people. Uh, Polk, for example, was president not not long before this guy was mayor, which was uh, 1860 to 1862. And then, uh, or wait, no, first he was in office 1855 to 1858. And then two years, it was someone else. And then 1860, he was back in office for another two years. So he had two separate terms, uh, pulling that Grover Cleveland style. Two separate terms, uh, non-successive. So, what do we think about the track, ladies? So, like, you throw right into it with, like, the introduction and everything like that. I don't know the best way to say it, but I just love it whenever John Linnell does a weird affected voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Any, anytime. <laughs> he does some voice acting. You know, it's always, always a delight. Like, even tracks like 
what turtle songs in North America are some of my favorite things for that reason, just because Linnell's doing a weird voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we all just assume that all men, at least like 1950 and prior, spoke like this with a real nasally uh, voice, like, uh, you know, anything like uh, Casablanca or, or earlier. I'll just, just talk like that. Do you know that accent isn't even a, yeah, that accent isn't even a real thing. Yeah, I don't know. That was created for drama, for for radio, for movies back then. Why? And they taught it in drama. Really? Yeah, I don't know if they wanted everybody to sound similar so that there was no other accents coming through or what, but... Huh. Um, was know. that considered really to be the accent-free accent? Like that was. Like, I think so. Right. I, something like that. Yeah. Like what newscasters yeah. are supposed to speak now. You know, you're not supposed to sound regional at all if you're, uh, you know, a new yeah. on the news. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Linnell's voice is great, and the eerie sounds like I'm assuming like a synthesizer kind of like, coming up behind it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very ominous way to start the uh, the EP. <laughs> 57 seconds of synth spells and Linnell speaking very quickly about uh, wanting to secede and uh, possibly go to war with <laughs> this dude's like throwing it down the gauntlet with Abraham Lincoln. It's like, <laughs> Abe, if you consider this an act of war, we're going to do it, man. Bring it on. <laughs> How do you think that would go? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> <laughs> three, uh, uh, three areas in New York City against the whole northern part of the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say on the preamble before we move on? I think we covered it. It's pretty short. And the mayor, the mayor was a dick and a racist. And John Linnell has a cool sounding voice on it, and it was very ominous. And I think we covered it yeah that'll do it that'll do it yep, we did the yeah now we'll save time for the meteor ones but uh what mm. do we think of first we got track two is the first processional processional number one is over a minute long seconds of instrumental goodness uh no mayor to talk about here what do we think about this uh this little instrumental ditty well i suppose it's got the house of mayors but it's basically i like it i like it yeah yeah i like the woodwinds in there yeah and uh, I like the echo of the House of Mirth. House of Mirth. Yeah, here, we'll do our cover of it right now. House of Mirth. Dana, you start. 
Dana, go! We're doing a cupboard! House of Mercy! House of Mercy! Lydia. House of Mercy! There you go. That's our cover. <laughs> it's the only cover of this song in existence. Acapella cover. Well, <laughs> something I noticed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need a pivot. It's so but, good. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I never the first few times I listened to it and remember it was years ago it was a couple years ago but I never realized all the processionals are the same melodic theme so it's that's the first time you hear that it's a little bit different a little bit more simple mm-hmm. than you hear it later yeah, but slower. I thought that was really neat yeah but they're all yeah yeah, I, I, I love all the I love it when when Linnell gets on the reed instruments. You know, we got some clarinet here. Yeah, me too. I believe some bass clarinet. I don't know if he had that contra alto clarinet yet. I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. Probably bass clarinet. Um, and I think there's, I think there's some sax in here of some kind. There might be a tenor sax in here. It's all very reedy and mixed together, but it's 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 uh it's gorgeous. I love it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, and I love checking the uh, looking at the rankings for for ones like these. It's three fifty eight out of nine ten. You know what? We forgot to score the preamble. Oh. I think we're I think we're gonna score these. You know, I've scored state songs. I've scored the monopuff ones. Oh, geez. it's ridiculous to score Fernando Wood, but I think we've got to do it. <laughs> what What do we score? And this is against the whole they might be giants canon. What what do we score? Oh, 0 to 10. Decimals are acceptable. What, uh, back to the preamble Fernando Wood. Dana, what do you score preamble? Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't like Fernando Wood. I like J- John's voice though in that. Well, it's like with James K. Polk. So like you're not it- scoring it based on the subject matter, yeah. right? Okay. Well, I mean, five and a half. I mean, there's not much to it, so yeah. I feel like I'm... Yeah, no, you're allowed to you go know. low on these. I mean, it's it's a preamble, right? Yeah. Lydia, what do you I, think? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to score it kind of on the lower end, mostly because if you're going based on the whole attire, they might be Giants canon. I mean... Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I'm not going out yeah. of my way to listen to the preamble. Uh Give it like a three point five or something. Yeah, kind of slow, kind of low, but yeah. it doesn't speak. It's not anything against you know the quality. Right. It's just as opposed to the the rocking and melodic nature of the rest of their music. This one doesn't stand up as much as the other ones. Right, and even as far as the uh, the House of Mayors EP goes, like it's part of the concept and it's a good introduction to it. But you're not just gonna like right. throw it onto a playlist by itself. <laughs> Sandwich between Birdhouse and Dr. Worm. We right. got the preamble, baby. Uh, I'm going to go. You, you, you know, know somebody's playlist. This, yeah, this somebody's. Yeah, you know, this This gives me a chance. This gives me a chance to throw some of my lowest scores out here without feeling too bad about it. I'm going to give it a three. Currently the lowest score I've given anything. But uh, let's move on to the processional and score that. Unless, is there anything else to say about the processional? It's got the same House of Mayors motif that all the other processionals have. So, so it's like the introduction. I do appreciate yeah, of the th- of yeah. the theme. It introduces the thematic elements. Yeah. So it's pretty important. It's like you're entering 
you're entering the house of mayors. That's the feeling you get from the mm-hmm. track. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to throw a lot of reverb on our voices for our, our cover there. I'll make it very much like we're in some chamber. Uh, yeah. Some, some official government building with the huge ceiling, all marble and such. So uh, what do we, what do we score the processional? Lydia, why don't you go first on this one? Let's see. Score the processional. I mean, oh, we're going based on the entire. I mean, I would say like five, five and a half. Yeah. I, I thinking back to like the whole, oh, it's for every, they might be giants. So, right. okay. Well, five, five and a half. I mean, a lot of that is it's higher because I feel like it's a good introduction to the concept of the album. I feel like it's really welcoming you in. Mm-hmm. Um, like the yeah. same way off state songs with songs of the 50 states is the same song that kind of welcomes you and like this is what this is all even about even though it's the second track so he pulled that same trick even though it's the second track that same trick yeah, yeah. uh dana <laughs> score it yeah about five same thing. yeah same thing as lydia because i really like the house of there <laughs> but it's not like it's you know yeah, I think I'm going to go a little higher than the, you two this time. It's not no one knows my place. Right. I think, you know, as, oh. as, as far as instrumental <laughs> They Might Be Giants tracks go, and I've I've been, for for the, the podcast episodes when we do like the, when I do the credits, you know, I've been putting the track Glean, the instrumental track uh, underneath that. And I'm always like, oh, I was using the spacesuit for a while. I'm like, as far as instrumental they might be giants and they might be giants adjacent tracks go. I think this one is really pretty and I think it uses the theme. Well, I love when, uh, Linnell's playing his reedy instruments. Um, but again, it's not super important in the canon, but I do enjoy it. And if I was making a playlist of, uh, instrumental (laughs) tracks, uh, this would go in there. I'm going 6.5. So let's move on to, um, A meaty one. Do it, Clinton. Do it, do it, uh, do it. Yeah, and I, I love the the picture of him, the one used of him on the wiki. He just looks so bored. He's just like, 
uh, got his head against his hand there. And so uh, Dewey Clinton served three terms uh, as mayor of New York City uh, between 1803 and 1815. Uh, was he another one of these dudes where his were not in su- succession? Uh, let me see. Mayor... Yeah, there was, or no, no, no. They were all in succession, it looks like. Uh, 1803 to 1815 uh, was the mayor. He was also the governor of New York and a senator and all this other stuff. Most of these guys, you know, did multiple things. Um, what I, I don't know if you two, when you when I sent you that email, if you even bothered to look much at the, uh, the guys' histories and what they've done, but do we have any thoughts on this guy as a guy, as a politician, before we get to the music? Well, looks like he was a oh, Freemason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are weird. That's a weird thing. <laughs> Freemasons around the country. I, mean, um. so, <laughs> I never I never missed a chance to put a Simpsons quote in. <laughs> so, <laughs> the political party is Democratic Republican to be as confusing as possible. Um, which, so yeah, apparently at the time it was known under mm. other names. Uh, it was founded by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison in the early 1790s and uh, championed republicanism. So I think it was a more political type party, but uh, after the Federalist, Federalist Party collapsed, the Democratic Republicans uh, did their thing after the that and some of them later formed the Whig Party. There were so many uh, really cool names, like the Whig Party. That's a cool name. The Bull yeah. Moose. Bull wasn't that a party? <laughs> Bring back the Bull Moose Party. Seriously, that sounds badass. <laughs> I'll join that party. <laughs> Let's start it back up. The three of us. You know that the no party called the Bull Moose Party would get stuff done. You know. Oh yeah, just charge right into. <laughs> Into the House of Congress, be like, listen up, bitches. We're doing this. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, it'd be real tyrannical and fun. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> as long as the tyrants are cool, you used to be cool. So, do it, do it, Clinton. Uh, let's talk about the track, do it, Clinton. This one. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's instrumental, but there's a lot going on here. Thoughts? I wrote that it sounds skippy. And I think that I meant that it stops and st- that the sound itself starts and stops a lot. Yeah. But for short time, periods of time, I can't explain it, but. Yeah. It's like, it's like it never settles into a time signature. Really? I mean, yeah. it goes kind of in and out of, like a beat so yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean the sound itself it's almost like if you were to have a recording of an instrument and then just mute it and then start it again and mute it right that's what i heard i heard a lot of clipped off chopped off sounds but then i said it's very pleasant and it sounds like it should be in Stardew Valley. I don't, <laughs> In the video game Stardew Valley. Okay, I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's, 
this really cute, uh, relaxing farming game. Ah. Uh, and it just has really cute music. And I don't know. I just, it reminded me of that. What else did I say? Oh, um, I said I like the surfy guitar lead. Yeah, I like how it just keeps layering stuff on. And yeah, and there's like a toy piano in there or something and like Oh, there's yeah. a whole bunch of crap. This this song it makes me it reminds me of being in college in one of my composition classes cuz when I so when I was taking uh well 20th century composition classes they made us do all these really bizarre things like almost like um well composing in really weird scales like um I remember <laughs> Shh. I re- <laughs> who was that <laughs> it's my boyfriend he doesn't know that I'm being recorded right hello Lydia's boyfriend um they can't hear you guys. I know. <laughs> they say hi. hi. You said hi. If you heard him. <laughs> uh, so all the, using all these weird scales. He likes boss with me. He likes what? He likes boss with me. Uh, th- that's it. Oh, oh. You're- that's oh, and Doc- and Doctor Work. All right. So okay, I'll allow it. i'll allow him to interrupt the show but just that once (laughs) so anyway um there like they made us do all these wacky things like there was one where um basically we put all the notes in a scale it might have even been in the chromatic scale into like a hat and you would take them out in the order that you took them out in you had to come up with a melody that was those notes in that order. And then I don't know if we did that with rhythmic values too, or you could do whatever rhythms you wanted, but you had to do the notes in that order. So it was almost like, um, almost like mathematical in a way, or like randomly generated. Like if you use like a random sorter generator to come up with a melody, this one, it starts out sounding like computerized like that. Um, where it's almost yeah. like, yeah. he's like, Here's some random notes. And okay, now this will play those random notes. And now this will play those random notes until it starts to sound like something intentional. Because it starts out kind of sounding like this is a song that a robot made. I don't know any emotions. <laughs> this is a song. Enjoy my song. <laughs> or like, um, are either of you fans of The Who? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up with The Who. <laughs> so when they put out uh, Who's Next... Um, that was supposed to be an even bigger project that uh, Pete Townsend was working on, where basically he was trying to come up with a way for, I mean, to sum it up real simply, for basically like a computer to compose music based on like audience response. Like it was this very kind of ahead of its time, wacky kind of concept. And it ended up not really working out, but, uh, and it got shortened down to just that single album. Like the synthesizers in this, it's almost as if like you put in some sort of algorithm and then the computer came up with this synth part. Because uh, to me, it almost sounds like when it starts, I'm like, eh, it's all right. 
But then as like more stuff comes in, then you get the little little lasery synth, yeah. little splatty synth, and then the accordion comes in, which sounds pretty, and then yeah, and then the drums all of a sudden da like, da, and it becomes this. It just mutates into this thing that starts <laughs> sounding like yeah, this is pretty awesome. Because when it starts out, it's like what is this little thing? This is weird. And there's like it almost sounds like out of tune, and there's this weirdness. But it's a it's a very very interesting song to me. In from a composition standpoint, whereas like if you're introducing someone to They Might Be Giants, you would not put this song on because they'd be like, the fuck is this? This is like so weird. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Lydia, what do you uh, what what do you think about do it? So I think about it like in the context of other like, you know, whenever John Linnell does something solo is even on state songs or even something like Roman songs, he experiments a lot. And I feel like they might be giants in general has like a formula to their songs that when Linnell goes solo, he sort of deviates from that formula and he's got like more freedom to experiment with textures and sounds and stuff. And then we see sort of echoes of these experiments on future. They might be giants recordings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whenever I hear like something like do it Clinton or even some other of the um, instrumentals on this track that have like, sounds that you don't typically hear on it uh, they might be giants track but you know it, it, it's like he has more freedom to sort of you know play with time signatures and instrumentation and texture um i think uh i, I actually really enjoy the track for what it is i understand Me what too. you mean by like yeah. that clipping of like stopping and starting but i love it when like the big drums come in because <laughs> i love the sound of that big booming drum yeah uh, i want to know but, who's playing them there's no credits here. There's no credits or booklet that come with the CD. Is it just some reasonably realistic sounding program drums? Is it Linnell bashing on some drums? Because there's nothing complicated. Who is it? I want to know. That's a really good question. See, I think I know he did a lot of the uh, electronics and like the synth on it. And he played the guitar on all these tracks too. So it's... I mean, I kind I of think a lot of this. Oh. I kind of assume he does everything, unless I mean, I feel like because because Brian Brian Doherty was their drummer during this era, and it almost sounds like something like. I mean, obviously he could play it, but would Brian Doherty choose to like if someone was like, "Come with some drums for this," would he go, bah, 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 bah. like it sounds just like a gorilla playing the drums? <laughs> it doesn't sound like Doherty's style. You know, which no, which no, makes me think it's either Linnell or like, I don't know, in 90, 96 drum machines and samples and stuff were getting good enough to probably come up with something sound like this. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting song. It's really, yeah, from like a more cerebral kind of standpoint, like I, I liked it more and more as I really started kind of thinking about it from a composition standpoint like can you imagine like looking at a score of this song like if this was notated out it would look so wacky because of like time sig- yeah. time signature changes or like would it just be like this is it's free time like it would have no values but like no bar lines i don't even know it just looks so wacky yeah and texturally yeah there's a lot happening yeah. And vastly mm. different texture things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. pretty great. 
Me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, Thirded. Yeah. I I think you know usually I would make my guests score it first, but I think Dana went first once, Lydia went first once. I think it's only fair to make me go first on this one. Again, instrumental. It's bizarre. But we all love, you got to have those bizarre tracks in the name of Giants Canyon. You know, the balance out the pop tracks. That's, that's the point. And this, yeah. like, it shows Linnell's kind of brainy side, which I love. I'm going to go mm, 7.5. Who's next? Album by The Who. I'll go 7. Okay, 7. Lydia? Yeah, 6.9. Okay, nice. <laughs> Um, Thanks. so nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I gave it a perfect 6.9. <laughs> That's the real perfect score, we all know. <laughs> all right, so moving on. Uh, the next track is Processional 2. All righty, that will do it for the free portion of this episode. To hear the rest of this House of Mayors discussion, head to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Once you get over there, you could hear a bunch of other special episodes about all kinds of Team BG adjacent things like these side projects, solo projects, as well as get a bunch of swag. We got magnets coming as well as new buttons. We got stickers and uh, at a certain level, you get t-shirts. So patreon.com slash this might be a podcast see you there